Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff. My name is Andy. And uh, I'm Mark. can't believe it i just looked over to see what the clock was like and it, we haven't been recording you are such a numbskull and yeah i wasn't expecting your call so early well what do you mean it's now bloody quarter past oh dear oh, you're dear. supposed to be the producer of this technological wizardry you have to remember to press the bloody button <laughs> And you forgot to do the intro. Do, 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 do. No, the intro I never do. It's pre-recorded. Uh, well, that's pretty bloody useless. It is, isn't it? So we have to start again? Uh, yes, technically. <laughs> it's lucky I've nearly got dementia. Because yeah. I've probably already forgotten most of what you said. I've used some of my best material up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope not. God, <laughs> oh, dear. I was looking forward to an early dinner. Go on, then. Oh, well, all that stuff so now that we got, talked about before, though. Now you've got to remember. Do you even remember what the subject is we're talking about today? Well, I think we could possibly talk about UFOs instead. What do you mean? No, no, we go back to... We've we got to knock them out. Knock them out in order. Okay, today we're going to talk about immortality. Or as close as we can get to it. Damn right, I'm planning on it. Yeah. Unfortunately, as you'll find out later, you probably don't qualify. <laughs> qualify? Oh, yes. Well, there's a... There's a point scoring system. There definitely is. There definitely is. And we'll come to that. But first, we're going to talk about a historical case, uh, which is the case of Saint Germain, the immortal count. Go for it. I've heard it all before, but I'm happy to listen to it again. I know you have, because I told it to you before I pressed the fucking record button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it possible for a person to live forever? Yes. Obviously, because we know one. Uh, this is what some people are claiming about a historical figure known as Count Saint-Germain, or Count de Saint-Germain. His origins are still not crystal clear. Some records, he sounds French. Definitely. Some records date his birth to the late 1600s, although some believe that his... Reformation. Thank you. Although some believe that his longevity reaches back to the time of Christ. That's a big difference, isn't it? Either you're it's born in the 1600s 1500 or years. 1600 years <laughs> earlier. Yeah, exactly. All right. He has appeared many times throughout history, even as recently as the 1970s, always appearing to be about 45 years old. Now, he was known by most of the, or many of the most famous figures of European history, including Casanova. The love machine. Uh, Casanova, was he a real person? Yes, he was indeed. And he was a legendary lover. Well, how do you know that? He's my ancestor. <laughs> yeah. Runs yeah. in the family, sweetie. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. Sorry, we digress. We were okay. talking about this bloke who couldn't be sure if he was born in the 1600s or the time of Christ. But anyway, he so, was a mate of Casanova. A mate of Casanova's. Uh, Madame de Pompadour. Who also, is? She was uh, a famous Madame French, <laughs> French chick. <laughs> when you, you know mention Madame these de Pompadour, names, it's better she if that people was, might actually recognise them. You you had a house in France. You've lived in France. I haven't had how a house you, in France. How can you not know of Madame de Pompadour? I don't know. If you'd said Madame Pompidou, then I would have got right on the case. That's probably the same person. <laughs> well, I know. Well, the Pompidou Centre in Paris and all of that malarkey. Yes. But, it's, right. but there's an R on the end of her name, Madame Pompidou. Uh, I, I haven't got my Google skills with me today, so I can't check out. Anyway, we carry on. Well, with Madame the, Pompidou. With, with the late start to our recording, we can't afford you to be Googling. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. My um, dinner's going to be ready in 30 minutes. You better speed this up. Oh, dear. I had a complaint about you, actually, at work today. What? Yeah, one guy said, your friend's in such a rush to do these recordings. <laughs> in fact, he well, likened you to Joe Biden at a military funeral. Well, I was going to say, if he spent any time having conversation with you, he'd understand why you want to rush through them. Anyway, he was also uh, known to Voltaire. Yeah. King Louis Fifteenth. Maybe you know who he is. I know who Voltaire was. Uh, Louis Fifteenth. he has a good brandy named after him, funnily enough. I think Remy Martin would do a Louis Fifteenth. Anyway, I wouldn't yeah. know. I'm basically teetotal. <laughs> Where is your uh, <laughs> goldfish bowl of wine? Have you skipped it? Yeah, um, there's no wine tonight. Really? Yeah. Oh, of course it's... No, 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 hang on a second. Well, there normally is on a Thursday. No, I'm, I'm just choosing not to today. All right. I'm saving myself for Saturday. Well, are you out again on Saturday? Oh, I've got this works thing on Saturday. Ah, yes, your femme camp or something. Yeah, out in the forest with a bunch of fellas doing sauna. It sounds absolutely non-suspicious and not dangerous at all. Uh, I don't think it's suspicious, but it might be a bit dangerous. Drinking in sauna is never a good idea, and they love it here. I probably won't actually be drinking because it looks like I'm going to have to drive myself. So, oh really? Oh, it should Hammers be not available. No. Yeah. Anyway, also known to Catherine the Great, Anton Mesmer, who is the man credited with inventing hypnotism. George Washington and others. You forgot the mesmerising reference. That was the only interesting element of that whole long list of people I barely knew. That comes a little bit later. Oh, I see. I've jumped the gun. I've spoiled it, have you? Well, no, you've spoiled it. Have I? It's what you meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoiled it. Have I? I'll just dub that in for you. <laughs> He's also been linked to a number of occult movements and conspiracy theories. Well, that's why he's a mate of yours. The date of his birth is 
technically unknown, but most people reckon he was born in the late 1690s. He would be taking his vaccine, I can tell you that. He would probably be inventing it and selling it to you. (laughs) A genealogy compiled by Annie Bissant for her co-authored book, The Comte de Saint-Germain, The Secret of Kings, asserts that he was born the son of one Francis Rakotsi II, Prince of Transylvania in 1690. And what we do know for certain is that he was an accomplished alchemist, which meant, among other things, that he could turn heaps of metal into pure gold. Nonsense. Well, the the evidence is clear to see. (laughs) Yeah. And if that wasn't a neat enough trick already, the Count also claimed to have discovered the secret of eternal life. Um, Between 1740 and 1780, Saint-Germain, who was quite a celeb in those days, travelled extensively throughout Europe, and in all that time, he never seemed to age. Now, I don't want to be picky, but can I just double-check you have actually pressed the record button this time, because I don't want to listen to this nonsense a third (laughs) time. We're definitely recording. All right, carry on. If that... (laughs) Uh, Those people who met him were astonished by his many abilities and his peculiarities. For instance, he spoke 12 languages, which is quite a feat for anybody. Yes. He could play the violin like a virtuoso. Yeah. Also not easy. Took me weeks to learn that. (laughs) He was an accomplished painter. And wherever he travelled, he would always set up an elaborate laboratory, presumably for his alchemy work. That sounded very much like laboratory, but I think you mean laboratory. I definitely said laboratory. And where do you come from, America? (laughs) Laboratory. Thank you. If that makes you happy. Yes. He seemed to be a man of great wealth, but was not known to have any bank accounts. And it's presumed that his wealth was due to his ability to transmute base metals into gold although nobody ever saw him actually do it. Yep, there's a surprise. Ah, but wait. He dined often with friends because he enjoyed their company, but he was rarely seen to eat anything apart from oatmeal. He subsisted, it was said, on a diet of just oatmeal. Porridge. I told you. Yes, it's not good for you. It is. He lived till 1970, this bloke. Porridge is the answer. He prescribed recipes for the removal of facial wrinkles and for the dyeing of the hair. Thank you. Which possibly contributed to his always looking 45, but in the 1700s, I'm not certain that a man of 80 would pass as a man of 45, even with several Katie Price-type facelifts. And movie makeup. Um, No, but I mean, you know, we're talking about the late or the early 1700s. It doesn't take much to fool people. I mean, if you dye your hair and you get rid of your wrinkles, you could fool anybody that you're 45. Can you imagine what a 45-year-old look like? They're near to death. We just discovered that the average age was about, the average life expectancy was about 40 so you, most people were just past death at that stage. Well, especially with your pox scars and 
<laughs> exactly. Your syphilis walk. <laughs> Warts. Anyway, so I don't think it's that incredible, but, uh, you know, good on him if he fooled a few people with a bit of hair dye and wrinkle cream. He also loved jewels, and much of his clothing, including his shoes, were studded with jewels. And as a buy-the-buy, he'd, he'd, he'd perfected a technique for painting jewels, trapping their refracted light and reflections to a very high degree. I'm going to check out this bloke on my art app, see if there's anything that people recognise. One trick that he claimed to be able to do was he was able to fuse several small diamonds into one large one. He also said he could make pearls grow to incredible sizes. Now, I think the diamond trick was probably a scam, a bit like the three-card trick or find the lady. I think he took your several small diamonds and handed you back a rather large diamond, <laughs> which wasn't a diamond at all. Which would explain You're not very his trusting, are you, Andy? You're not very trusting. Of I'm these very people. trusting, but I'm also I'm, I'm the I'm from London. I know the scams. You've been the victim of many, have you? No, but I've definitely been involved in a scam or two. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone what's done it, as it were. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, and this was 1700s. You weren't around in the 1700s. You're not going to. How do you come know? Come out later. Exactly. This is what I'm worried about. You're going to come out at the end of this podcast and say, no, 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 I was actually born. I am. There you go. The I was born in 1790. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. You share a name with Prince Andrew. Do you realise that? That's about all we share. I was going to say, I wouldn't want to share anything with him. I don't know what drew me down that avenue no, no of conversation. But, rabbit but hole you... you're jumping down right now. <laughs> <laughs> but back right. to the concert de... Germain. Germain, Saint-Germain. Yes. He's been linked with several secret societies, including the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, the Society of Asiatic Brothers, the Knights of Light, the Illuminati, the Order of the Templars, and the Knights who say, Me! <laughs> I recognise three of those. Um, we'll probably Though I'm go, not a member of any of them. We'll probably go into a couple of those during the course of our career. Oh, yeah. You mean strange stuff? Yes. Absolutely. Illuminate. Definitely. Officially, Saint Germain died in 1784. But of course, dying is the same as having a bad day when you're the immortal count. And he would continue to be seen throughout the 19th and into the 20th century. In 1785, a year after his death, he was seen in Germany with Anton Mesmer, the pioneer hypnotist. Some claim that it was Saint-Germain who gave Mesmer the basic ideas for hypnotism and personal magnetism. And hypnotism as a whole was basically named after Anton Mesmer and his name, Mesmer, became synonymous with mesmerized or mesmerizing uh, which is another word for hypnotism what is personal magnetism you mentioned a second ago um the ability to make people do what you want and to gravitate towards you it's, it's a form of charm really yeah it's that a personality trait a, really yeah personal magnetism it's like animal magnetism it's like if you walk into a someone's house and they say be careful of the dog he's a bit nippy 
and the dog just comes up wagging his tail and pretends you're its best friend because you have animal magnetism. It's the same right. thing with personal magnetism. All right, what's the opposite of magnetism, which I think you've got lots of? <laughs> Repellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, carry on. The official records of Freemasonry show that they chose Saint-Germain as their representative for a convention in 1785, a year after his death. Mm. Now, showing up for that was a good trick. After the taking of the Bastille in the French Revolution in 1789, the Comtesse de Adhemar said she had a lengthy conversation with Count de Saint-Germain and he allegedly told her of France's immediate future as if he knew what was to come. In 1821, she wrote, I have seen Saint-Germain again, each time to my amazement. I saw him when the Queen Antoinette was murdered. On the day following the death of the Duke de Haine in January 1815, and on the eve of the murder of the Duke de Berry. The last time she saw him was in 1821, and each time he looked to be no older than a man in his mid-40s. Voltaire, the 18th century philosopher, perhaps best summed up the Count of Saint-Germain when he said, this is a man who never dies and who knows everything. Well, in spite of him being immortal, I think I've already had enough of him. I hope he's not going to reappear in the 2000s. Well, in the 1970s, a man named Richard Chamfray appeared on television with the claim that he was... Comte de Saint-Germain. And, and he supposedly changed lead into gold on TV. All right, good man. Chamfray actually committed suicide in Saint-Tropez in 1983, but claims have been made that no body was discovered, just a suicide note. do 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 You almost had it right. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> So that's the story of the Count de Saint-Germain and his immortality. So he's a potential for someone, exactly, who claims to be immortal. It all sounds a bit dodgy to me. Yeah. Um, So now we're going to go into present day and the the search for immortality and where it's got us so far. Uh, There is a, a foundation called the Sens Research Foundation, which is uh, very noble in its aims, which is to develop, promote and ensure widespread access to therapies that cure, prevent diseases and the disabilities of ageing by comprehensively repairing the damage that builds up in our bodies over time. Is it based in America? It sounds a little bit as if it came from Florida. the, The founder of the SENS Research Foundation is an Englishman. Right. Uh, He was... Educated in Harrow and Cambridge. Oh, God. And he was a chap, or he is a chap, called Aubrey de Grey. All right. And he is best known uh, as a longevity researcher. He's best known for his statement that the first human to live to be a thousand years old is already alive. Good. Well, his Harrow private school, public school education and Cambridge obviously did him the world of good, clearly. He went to the same school as you, Mark. No, he didn't. (laughs) I didn't go to public school. I went to a good Catholic school. Told you before. Mm, And I certainly didn't go to Cambridge. 
So this bloke is alive, is he? Aubrey de Grey? Yeah. Yes, he's very much alive. He's younger than us. And he reckons that today there is a person alive that is possibly going to be able to live to their 1,000. His claim is that the research of his foundation is 25 years away from reversing the ageing process, maybe less. Yeah, I think he might be looking for funding, this fellow. Let me tell you about his funding. Why, you know who funds him, do you? I, I certainly know some of his funding. Donald Trump. Well... Not Donald Trump. He certainly has amongst his um, donors some of the wealthiest people on the planet. All right. It wasn't too long ago uh, they did what they called a pulse chain airdrop. And this was funded, a chap called Richard Hart. I don't know if you know who Richard Hart is. I thought he was an English comedy actor. Uh, Richard Hart is a blockchain millionaire, a billionaire rather, who basically linked his cryptocurrency to donations for the SENS foundation. And in less than a week, they raised $27 million from people donating and getting in exchange a little bit of free Bitcoin. All right. But what sort of research is he doing? It's very, very complicated. Well, try and explain it to me. Well, it comes it comes in very, very different ways. They have a research into what they call SRF, which is focused on damage repair approach to the treating of the diseases of ageing. I think it's all a scam. I don't think you've got to read it. It's just nonsense. He's looking for funding. What did he study at Harrow? History of art or something uh, he, at Cambridge, obviously. He did a PhD in scamology. Exactly. De Grey has mapped out his course in such detail that he believes, as I say, it's possible for his objectives to be achieved in a period of 25 years or less. Yeah. Good man. Now, De Grey has never stationed himself in a lab because he's not qualified in human biology. They'd laugh him out. All his... Anyway, yeah. He makes no pretensions at being anything other than what he is, which is a computer scientist who's taught himself Ah, natural science. Right, yeah. So he's not qualified in any way. Okay, but... Here's the but. De Grey has been convinced since childhood that ageing is something we need to fix. And having become interested in biology after marrying a geneticist in 1991, he began reading texts and he autodidacted these texts until he had mastered the subject. And the more he learned, the more he became convinced that the postponement of death was a problem that could very well have real solutions. Now, I don't know what you know about autodidactation. I don't know anything about it. I've got absolutely no interest. Can you imagine (laughs) living until you're 150? Well, no, go beyond that. I mean, the thing is... Or 200. Uh, what, what's the point? Even, even well, the thing is, if, if your body doesn't age and your mind is still sharp, then that's all well and good. But so the, what? the thing is, even if his research becomes like reality, this won't be available for the likes of you and me well, on no, the on National the Health Service. It no, will no, be no, available no. to his billionaire friends who've got the wherewithal and the means to live for 200, 300, 400 years. 
Because what are you going to do? Are you going to keep going to work when you're 182? That, well, that's exactly the point I was going to make. Who's interested in this nonsense? Well, it, I'll tell you who's interested. It's all these uh, fluffy billionaires who've suddenly realised they've got more money than they know what to do with in 70 lifetimes and they want to be around to spend it because they're shit scared of what's going to happen to them now. They've got too much to protect. They think they own the world, but they know that death will claim them. They want to own the world and be here to see it. Well, it's a great, it's a great scam if you think about it. It's just I have absolutely no desire, and I've had a good life. As I say, you probably won't be offered one of the golden tickets. (laughs) I wouldn't call it a golden ticket. I mean, they're already wasting their money going into space. (laughs) Yeah, what's what is all that about? I mean, seriously, they've got so much money, they don't know how to spend it, and they think, I know, I'd like to go into space. What for? It's a good question. It's just a load of nonsense. These people need literally a good clap around the head. (coughs) I think we missed a great chance to get rid of them all with a couple of homing missiles. Oh, it's just madness. In fact, has Elon Musk been up into space? Richard Branson has. Who was that other idiot, the Amazon idiot? He went up Bezos. into space. Bezos went Well, technically space. neither of them went up into space. No, exactly. It was just all a, it was just all a nonsense. It was just all a, a, a cock massage. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, in fact, Elon Musk hasn't been into space, has he? No, but funny he, enough, he's not he's stupid got, enough to go up in one of his own rockets. He's seen Well, them. you say that. He has actually sent a number of people up into space in his rockets. Isn't it his rockets that NASA use? I don't know about that. Yeah. I know he's sent up satellites. I'm not sure about human beings. No, I'm sure he's sent up humans to the uh, space station. I don't know. Yep, check it out. No, because that would involve research, and that's not my strong suit. No, you're right, of course. Anyway, so good luck to Jeff Bezos if he wants to live forever. I mean, what is the point, idiot? He doesn't know what to do with his current life. He's flitting that all away. Even his missus left him. Can you imagine how bad Jeff Bezos has to be when he's worth that much money and your wife still leaves you? Yeah, but she's it's not the same stupid. As Bill Gates. She's not stupid. She got half. Well, no, but whatever. And she, I, I believe she already holds the record for being the most philanthropic person in the world. She's given uh, billions yes, away. Yes, exactly. At least she has some idea of the value of money and what it can do. Even Bill Gates is misses. How useless can Bill Gates be as a husband when you got that much money and your wife still leaves you? Well, I don't think money protects you against becoming a complete prick. Well, no, clearly. In fact, I think that is the danger of what too much money does. It makes people into complete arses anyway. I would like to have the opportunity to become a complete arse. (laughs) You'd be the worst. You would be the absolute worst if you ever came into money. I certainly would be. There's no two ways about it. dear. That would be a nightmare. Yes, when I own the world. (laughs) Indeed. So anyway, this Audrey fellow who went to Harrow and Cambridge, obviously a waster from the word go, the poor fellow. Aubrey de Grey. I mean, he he looks like a cat weasel. Have you seen him? Oh, there's a picture of him I'm looking at right now. How old is he now? He's 41. Right. Yeah. 
strangely and sadly, the only half decent one of these billionaire types was Jobs. And he did pop his clogs at 50 something. Steve Jobs, yeah. I think he was 50. Was he 51? He was a, he was a relatively young billionaire. Yeah, and he sounded like a far more decent bloke than these idiots Amazon. Oh, he was a prick. Was he? Oh, yeah. Have you never seen the film? No. Oh, don't oh, tell me that. No, you should watch the film. It's actually really interesting. Yeah, but did he mistreat people? Yep. Oh, God, did he really? Of course he did. How do you think you get to the top of any profession? It's not by being nice to people. It's by stepping on them. No, but everybody talked about his humility. Is that nonsense? What? Nobody spoke about his humility. Ask yes. the wife that he beat the shit out of. What? Oh, God. <laughs> really? He was very... He was very humble while he was kicking me in the face <laughs> while I was eight months oh, pregnant. That's not so good. He denied his daughter right what? up until the time she left college. What, he denied he had a daughter? He, he refused to acknowledge her. He was a prig. All right. So All right. he was so, absolutely qualified to become a billionaire. All right. So there you go. Talking of pricks, uh, Aubrey de Grey is no longer the uh, CEO of SENS Research Foundation. Right. He is at the moment battling... Legal action. Legal action. Uh, he's being accused of being a sexual predator. <laughs> no. Have you made that up? No. Oh, you can't make it up. Well, you There's, can, but you... Uh, no. Really? A, a young lady called Celine Haliua, who received research funding from DeGray's SENS Research Foundation. And she put out a blog post entitled, Aubrey DeGray is a Sexual Predator. Oh, she, uh, there was another, there was another uh, young lady, Laura Deming, who was a founder of Life Extension VC Shop, uh, the Longevity Fund. And she set out separate allegations against DeGray in her own blog. She wrote, I had one bad experience with him when I was 17. He told me in writing that he, he had her. an adventurous love life and that it always felt quite jarring not to let conversations with me stray into that direction, given that he could treat me as an equal on every other level. And he sent this from his work email and he'd known her since she was 14. Oh, God. And At it's the, his missus that is actually the uh, genetic scientist. I don't know if he's still married. I can't imagine. At the time, Deming said she wrote it off as a mistake. However... In the past few months, she said, uh, Deming has come to believe that her experience is part of a serial pattern, that he's enacted with women over whom he's been in a position of power. Oh, good. The accusations made by Halua sent her on a dinner at which she was sat next to DeGray by a SENS executive and she was told to keep him entertained. Aubrey funneled me with alcohol, she says, and hit on me the entire night. He told me that it, I was a glorious woman and that as a glorious woman, I had a responsibility to have sex with him and the SENS donors in attendance so they would give money to him. He sounds like a right card, that one. <laughs> I was wondering what was going to come out of your mouth when you said cur. <laughs> <laughs> These people... I mean, you know, you talk about these strange topics that we go through every week. There's nothing more strange than how sort of society tolerates these complete tossers. How do they get by? Well, they don't how just tolerate them. People like Boris Johnson. They don't just tolerate them. They world. reward them. I mean, if you look at the news today, they're talking about giving Cressida Dick a two-year extension on her commissionership of the Metropolitan Police. No, you're based uh, in on spite fucking of everything. what? I know. <laughs> 
Based on that what? That is what is really strange. I'll tell you, that really is. I mean, all of them. Why are they tolerated? They're not just they tolerated, to tolerated. They're, they're rewarded. They're rewarded for incompetence, crime and failure. Yeah. Everyone in the fucking cabinet of the British government is a criminal, a failure, an idiot or just an arse kisser. Uh, talking of which, I think he qualifies for all of those. That um, education minister, Gavin Williamson. Oh, God, he's not long for... He can't be long. Do uh, you know what he used to do yeah, before he went into politics? Sold fireplaces, didn't he? Yes, he sold <laughs> fireplaces. But he was shit at that as well. Yes. Can you imagine? Do you know what I he did? Do you know what he was in the papers? Oh, welcome to the cabinet. Do you know what he was in the papers for today? He mixed up Mark Rushford and some a rugby player. They both happened to be black. Yeah. And he, he got confused. But what's worse is it just had a conversation with the fellow. Well, it's I mean, not like he got them mixed up. He'd spoken to the fellow. The thing is, um, the rugby player was responsible for supplying hundreds, if not thousands, of laptops to needy kids during kids. the lockdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as Secretary for Education, yeah, you would yeah. think that he'd have some idea who the fuck it was. I know. It's just unbelievable. These people, all you need to do is brown-nose Boris Johnson and you suddenly become a minister in the British government. It's just a joke. And all your friends suddenly become PPE Specialist. providers. That's right. Whether they yep. run a pub yes. or a bakery, yep. <laughs> they suddenly matter. get £15 million worth of contracts to supply Chinese paper masks. You're right. I'll tell you what, I think we should ban this research into longevity because most of these people should have shorter lives, not longer. Well, happily, most of them will because quite obviously their billions doesn't bring them happiness. No, I wouldn't wish that. I don't know her personally, but I suspect that Boris Johnson's new missus, that's a handful and a half. I reckon she is a proper nightmare. Oh, and she's preggers again. Oh, for fuck's sake. They've only just pumped out one more I, leech on society. No, no, I think they have. And, you know, I mean, how can you elect a prime minister who refuses to say how many children he's got? It's pretty basic. It's sort of like an innocent question. <laughs> How many children have you fathered, Boris? I'd rather not say. I mean, what? It's because what is he doesn't that? know. Well, yeah, that's the strangest thing of all. How these people are tolerated, I just don't know. Thank God I live on an island in the arse end of nowhere. Anyway, we digress. Is there a climax to this story or even a point? Uh, there's not much point to any of our stories. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's just you a, can keep your longevity, is all I'm saying. It's just an insight into would we want to live forever and what the no. hell would we do after work no. every day? I think we should ask our listenership. Is that a, a word? Yes. Ask our listenership how many of them, the two of them, probably would like half to live, <laughs> would like to live forever. Probably half, which will leave us in an awkward position because we can't really do a poll of two. <laughs> no. No, I mean, it's sort of an interesting topic. I thought you were going to talk about some... Oh, I was going to pick the Americans. I'm sure there are other nationalities who are into cryogenics. I thought that was what you were going to head towards. Oh, I don't think there's much strange about cryogenics. I think that's just complete crazyhood. Anyway, no interest. Thank you. Oh, dear. Look, we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes. Well, technically an hour. <laughs> oh, you're right. I hope you can... 
get your editing skills together. Well, I hope we can make sense of this. And uh, well, in the meantime, to... <laughs> I yes. hope it was interesting or it will be interesting by the time I've finished with it. That's going to be a bit of a challenge this week, I'll I tell you. I think it will. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, thanks anyway. for listening, if you did listen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget to join us next time. And you can follow us on www.strangestuffpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Stuff Podcast, on Twitter at Strange Stuff Podcast, or send us an email with any requests or suggestions to strangestuffpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Good job. And until next week, yep. we'll see you again. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. And uh, I'll see you for lunch tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Don't forget If you're lunch. lucky. Yeah. I s- sorry, I've got to check what time. <laughs> <laughs>